0: Hey guys, Dr. Eric, the fitness physician, where I'm talking about all things related to hormonal fitness, muscle medicine, and much more. So I'm gonna dig, do some deep dives into some other hormones as well. Uh, I'm gonna do a few more on this one. I'm gonna info, kind of a, just a graphical representation. Today, i gonna to talk a little bit more about growth hormone and IGF-1 and its importance in overall hormonal function, uh, muscle mass, uh, endocrine function, and more. And the reason this came up is people are always asking, well, what else can I do for my hormones? What else can they do, especially if they're younger? And you know, oftentimes, as we've talked about before, we can optimize the cellular function and prevent things from happening and optimize their health. And oftentimes, especially with the younger men and women, uh, sometimes maybe they don't need testosterone or estrogen right away. Maybe they need some progesterone or some thyroid, or et cetera, as well as their lifestyle modification. But sometimes by optimizing growth hormone and IGF-1, this is the master control, and this can optimize the rest of the body and the rest of the cells, and then everything else takes care of itself. And you, will, you can actually raise your testosterone levels, optimize your, your female hormones, uh, your estrogen, your progesterone, and much more. So sometimes that's a good first step. Uh, but sometimes they work synergistically, oftentimes they work synergistically together, and I'll use them as well. So one plus one equals three kind of thing, which is very cool. So growth hormone, and again, I'm not gonna do extensive uh, details on this, I'm gonna save this for some future videos. But a growth hormone, of course, produced a little pituitary gland. It's stimulated by hormones actually in the hypothalamus and then which uh, then helps uh, these secrete out. And that's why when we get into peptide therapies. A lot of these actually uh, stimulate, stimulate the growth hormone, kind of get a little kick in the rear to produce more growth hormone. <clears throat> these are the GHRHs and the GHRPs, which I've talked about before. So growth hormone is produced, has numerous effects uh, locally in a pericone fashion and in a systemic fashion, of course. Uh, so, of course, with bone massively important, and this is great, especially as, as we get older, but we'll use bone mass and the concern and risk of osteopenia and osteoporosis, so growth hormone through not only through growth hormone and its receptors but also through production of igf one. And that gf1 has its own receptors which do its own thing can be very important for bone in terms of increasing bone mineral density bone strength and improving bone growth and can basically turn off the osteoclasts which break down the bone and turn on the osteoblasts which help to build bone it can actually stop halt and even reverse osteopenia and build bone um, of course you know the importance in the muscle right it's going to be Optimally, be very important for improving hypertrophy, overall muscle mass, and muscle function. It does this, of course, through growth hormone and growth hormone receptors, but also through IGF one and IGF one receptors. And 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 I'll talk about this in later videos too. There's also um, MGF, right, and other other isoforms of IGF one, IGF one one EC, which is very important for muscle growth and hypertrophy. And that's a low. Uh, uh, can be produced locally and has a paracrine effect as well so there's there's many not just about growth hormone it's these igf1 these igf1 isomers which are very important also oftentimes too and i've talked about the importance of myokines and uh, extrakines uh, i'm going to talk about in the future too about that the muscle makes its own uh, uh, cytokines and what we call myokines i've talked about these on several videos before and they're very important not only for muscle but all these other organs as well and, but they also make a, a substance called calcineurin, I just abbreviate CAN, which can also contribute to hypertrophy and muscle mass. And again, I've talked before extensively about the importance of maintaining and improving muscle mass because of its endocrine functions, not just because of what it does from your metabolism and glucose disposal and much more. Of course, in the, uh, the pancreas, um, there's a gluconeogenesis production of, uh, of glucose, which is important, especially during terms of exercising or fasting, et cetera. Again, growth hormone, IGF-1, also through IGF-BP3 and ALS uh, acid labile subunit. So uh, these things increase age IGF-1. IGF-BP3 is very important as well for uh, balancing out IGF-1 and transport of, of IGF-1 and also has anti-apoptotic effects, which could be help, very helpful for prevention of malignancies, cancer, and overall promoting cell health. And of course we know that IGF-1 is important for cell differentiation and survival, overall metabolism and optimal cellular function. Um, over here, of course, for fat, it's important for lipolysis, basically I mean, helping, helping your body to burn fat, burn it off. Uh, decreasing lipogenesis, decrease the formation of it, and of course the browning of the fat, turning white white fat into brown fat, which is very important. Brown fat, of course, has a higher metabolic rate, uses uncoupling proteins, etc. to actually generate more heat to help you um, of course stay warm but biggest thing is it's going to generate it's going to burn things off and, and that's important for again lipolysis if We want more beige fat or brown fat and less of the white fat because you're going to burn more and you're going to have reduced overall fat mass and better metabolism better cellular function so also IGF-1 uh, can be important for differentiating of those pre-adipocytes into healthy healthy fat uh, tissues we don't want hyperplasia or excessive growth we want to reduce the inflammation of that again we don't want that Tons and tons of white fat sitting around, getting inflamed, causing more inflammation throughout the body. We want uh, normal, mature sites that are not inflamed, and that's what this helps to do. So, of course, there's crosstalk between these and the other uh, hormones, and adiponectin and leptin. Or leptin, of course, we know how important that is, but these actually stimulate growth hormone production. So that's why we want optimal leptin and adiponectin. And what happens when we get uh, metabolic and healthier? We get overweight, etc. These these get uh, dysregulated, right? Leptin gets either not produced properly or we get leptin resistance and we make decreased amounts of adiponectin. So by optimizing our metabolism through uh, weight control and diet, nutrition, exercise, supplementation, and hormone optimization, we can improve our adiponectin and leptin, which is then is gonna improve production of growth hormone, which is gonna make that better. So it's, it, it goes back and forth in a positive way. So that's really cool as well. Of course, insulin uh, works synergistically with growth hormone in terms of mu- muscle mass, glucose disposal, and, and other tissues as well, but of course it can also antagonize as well if it's out of control. If you're just eating way too much and eating way too much sugar, you are ca- you have hyperinsulinemia or prediabetes, of course, this can counteract a lot of these effects and reverse this. You're going to have more adipogenesis uh, it's going to affect uh, 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 glucose production of liver, it's going to adversely affect muscle, So um so that's again, the importance of balancing out growth hormone with insulin. Now they can be used, they can work together if you, if you have your timing right, and we'll talk about this in if future, how to time your nutrition post-workout, how to time your peptides pre and post-workout, you can actually get insulin growth hormone to do the same thing. What? You know, yeah, you know, they do counteract, but there are ways that you can get them to work together to build muscle and to burn fat. I know it sounds crazy, but it's possible. So tune in for future episodes on that. So I think the coolest one is the muscle, and I'm gonna talk about more about myokines. One thing i forgot to mention is the slow twitch and the fast twitch muscle that's another thing that growth hormone igf1 can help with and that's what you want you want to build those not only slow twitch but the fast twitch muscle so this is just kind of cool representation and I actually borrowed the slide from one of my colleagues and mentors dr seed so uh, we had a little presentation about this as well i'm going to talk some more about growth hormone igf1 in future videos so it's kind of the master record. It does a lot of amazing functions throughout the body very important for uh, what i quote unquote anti-aging uh, uh, cell differentiation and protection overall cellular optimizing your cellular metabolism right the growth hormone peptides the, are, are one of my favorites to use because, of that. It, because it can optimize your cellular function. And again, we treat things at the cellular level and, and fix the foundation and then everything else builds from there. So hope you enjoyed this video. Like this, tag this, share it. And let me know what else you want to talk about. Reach out to me. I'm doing telemedicine consultations everywhere. also have a dual consultation with my partner, Ali Gilbert, where we're doing everything in terms of nutrition, fitness, hormone optimization, peptide therapy, and much, much more. So everyone have a rocking week and we'll talk to you soon. Bye.